Hi, kids. Hack from Hack's Horror Show and Total Psychopathic Wrestling. And you are watching the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by now you would want to say it after our 200 and something episode, you know, I am your Sherpa because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me, it's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You can find this man at Total Psychopathic Wrestling. He is the co-founder. He is also found at Horror Slam. You can see him at Tennessee Legacy Wrestling. He is the host of Hacks Horror Show. He is the nightmares of your sweet dreams. It's Hack. Hi, kids. Sorry, man. I had to do it. That, that, that's my thing. That's my, the, well, uh, like I was telling you before we got on the air, man, I got more gimmicks than Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But that's always my go-to. I just yell and say, hi, kids. And then... Uh, and then it just goes off the rails from there. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, I know for my character, like, my favorite thing is to be like, hi. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just pop it from the side. It's it's funny how, like, you get, like, these certain sticks or you get, like, wrapped around, like, a certain catchphrase. And then it just becomes your thing. And then, like, you feel awkward when you don't say it the way you normally say it. So I yes. definitely understand. <laughs> yeah, and then you can't escape it. You Like, you can't get away from it. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, that's kind of, what, what does everybody say now? It's cringy? Or right. should I stop that? But everybody's like, do the do the thing, you know? I'm like, oh, yeah, the high kids, that's it. <laughs> I love it, though, because I love, like, good characters, like, especially on the indie scene. Because the one thing about it is that um, you kind of know what to expect, but also in the same token, like, they always, like, Sometimes they change things up and you might see something pop up in a different zone. Like uh, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, I've kind of made it no secret, is um, Bray Wyatt, right? Yes. Bray's like constantly evolving and changing. And while like he's had a rough spot in WWE, like watching him like right now, right? That Uncle Howdy. I'm like, bro, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. But every time I see Bray like pop up on my screen, I'm just, I'm in a trance because it's like his characters are always he, so he, good. He, he draws you in, man. Like half the time when he's talking, he says it was such conviction that like, he's almost like the ultimate warrior and other guys like, or road warrior Hawk. Uh, he's got that same thing. Like you're like, I don't know what the fuck you just said, but that sounded amazing. Like yeah. I'm listening and you engage in it because if, if you give a hundred percent and you believe a hundred percent, everybody watching believes a hundred percent like that that that's always been my code like I come out and I got the like studded leather Chris Jericho jacket I got a chainsaw in my hand I'm I'm wearing a Jason Voorhees hockey mask and I'm like throwing them out to the crowd and then the things I will say on the microphone I've been kicked out of places I've watched promoters just drop their head they're like oh god somebody get the microphone from hack because I will say or do whatever and I will go off the rails uh the crowd if the crowd hits me i will dive into the crowd and fight with them like well and, and i do all that because i have to i have to believe 100 percent that i am this chainsaw wielding uh loud mouth psychopath 
And if I don't give them that, then they're actually angry with me. Like then right. they actually get pissed if I don't give them that. But also I'm only five foot eight. <laughs> like I'm only five, eight. So when I go in there and there's a dude and he's six foot four and he's Jack, man, he ain't missing a day at the gym or like even somebody like you, man, go in there and they're like, man, this dude looks like an athlete. He's going to fly. He can do. And then you see me walk out. Like what? I can't walk out in the singlet and be like, hi, everybody. You're like, dude, this dude's going to get killed. Like, dude, go get a hot dog. You can't get in there. So, but when I come with the actual chainsaw running and I cut the top rope, then everybody's like, oh God, <laughs> get the other guy out of there. This, this man's going to mutilate him. He's going to kill him. Well, it is something because, like, it's funny you mention it, but I'm only – I'm 5'10", so I'm, like, only a couple inches taller. But, like, it's funny how you bill yourself at certain heights, right? Because I think I tell – I tell every uh, ring announcer that I'm between 5'9 to 6'2", depending on what convenience store I'm running out of. <laughs> yes. I just think it's, it's so funny. And it leaves kind of mystery. People were like, is he really 6'2"? Like, no, not at all. But uh, it is it is something because, like, you you said it like you have these genuine moments with fans and that's the thing that you have to have in this business is that you got to have that genuine connection with somebody even if it's one fan you can get one person to have a genuine connection with you everybody around them will have that same thing happen and i've kind of started picking up on that back um it was it was kind of last year like midway through my second year well my my first year i started noticing that and so one of the things i love doing is like if like a person's like choking me on the ropes and stuff i'll reach out to a random person i'll be like yo tag me in because he's choking me and i'm like Help you me. can see <laughs> yeah you see everybody else i like, get drawn into <laughs> uh yes i will uh that, that's my biggest thing like i'm out there and people are like oh man that was such a great match and i'm like it really wasn't dude i'm like i did like two wrestling moves i will ham it up with the people uh, my brother there, uh, Matt Raby, you can hear him yelling from the locker room, stop hamming it up. Like, cause I will keep going to no end. Uh, we had one night where I went crazy and everybody was mad at me and security's like trying to like wrangle me. And I told security, I said, if you guys try to catch me, I'm not going to work with you. I'm not going to let you catch me. You have to legit catch me and be ready because I'm going to fight you. And I was like, not just fight you. I was like, but I'm going to actually fight you off. And all of you guys are going to have to actually fight me. Because I was like, we're going to make it look believable because it's going to be real. You're actually going to have to catch me. Well, security could not catch me. And I was fighting them off. So the fans decided they will help. So they just come over the barricades and storm me. <laughs> and now I'm on the ground like this. And some dude's like kicking me in the face. And then I then that's when I finally broke character because I told security, get them off of me. But they were still trying to play along with the gimmick to like hold me. So they're like holding me and the, and the mob of people's just kicking me. And then they picked me up and body surfed me and threw me out of the building. But of course, <laughs> while they're body surfing me, all the people, I'm like reaching down and hitting them and kicking them and yelling like Chucky, I'll be back. I always come back. Like, <laughs> all the way fighting and they threw me in the back of a van and uh as soon as i got in there i just held the door and i had both feet bracing because they were trying to get back into it and i just started yelling i was like oh my god somebody come and luckily uh my boy lumpy uh jumped in the van and i just started yelling drive 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 <laughs> I was like, 
of course in front of the people i'm fighting them and they're throwing me out of the building like body surfing me and i'm like get off of me i'll kill all of you i'll kill every person that let me put me down but in my mind i'm freaking out i was like oh god they're throwing me outside because they were really gonna fuck me up once they got me outside can i cuss on here i'm sorry if i, if I do yeah you're fine 100 okay. don't worry about that part. <laughs> so, they were really that they were getting me outside so there's no there's no tv cameras running or nothing they were they were really gonna put the boots to me luckily they tossed me into like a work band thing and uh i was able to get out of there and i could just hear them screaming the entire time like uh, F you hack and we're going to kill you and just beating on the doors. I was like, drive, get me out of here. But it's like, but you know, and, and the thing is, is that like you said, like the fans love it because like, if you weren't being genuine and that's the one thing too, like every character kind of has to be like a part of you cranked up to like a thousand. Yes. And if you're not being genuine to like that character or genuine with the crowd that, you know, they turn on you and they turn on you, not in like, ha ha ha, we're going to beat your ass. But they're trying to yeah. like, dude, get out of here. Like, we don't like you. And you're just like, oh, Oh, I need to to get this real connection like with people. And it's, it's, it is fun to like be able to play like a character. But then when you know that you're just like, like trying to phone it in, the crowd can see that you're trying to phone it in too. And they react that way. They will, they will set on their hands. Uh, You will not get anything out of them. If you don't give a hundred percent and you're not giving real emotion, when you go through that door, that curtain, if you're not that person when you come out there, then you're not getting anything from those people. Uh, like coming out there, and I mean, everybody slips up. If you do like to come on, like being a baby face is hard. It's super hard to get the people to like you. Um, and I've ran baby face for so many years. Uh, when it was pitched to me about like turning heel, I was terrified. I was like, oh God, I've never been a heel before. I don't even know what to do. Everybody likes me. They have their little signs and uh, wearing like my colors. And like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be a bad guy. But uh, when I turned, I watched grown men cry. (laughs) And I was like, okay. I was like, that was weird. (laughs) Uh, I was like, that was weird. But I knew I had them. I knew right then I was like, okay, they're emotionally invested. I actually just broke their hearts. I was like, so now I have to be the biggest scumbag on the planet. So it sometimes it hurts me, like, because I'm not a mean person. At all. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, I'm driving on the interstate. My car starts getting hit with stuff, and they're flipping me the bird. Uh, we hate you, hack. And I'm like, dude, it's a Kia Optima, man. Like, <laughs> don't bang it up. Like, dude, Please. see what I'm driving. <laughs> I'm still making payments, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm still car. paying for that, man. Like, you know I ain't got it like that. <laughs> I think um, it's – I think it's it is it is crazy because I know for like even my character like I'm a better baby face than I am a heel, um, and I I know I am right, and like my heel work is very bland. But the thing is, is I'm still like working on it and like turning it and working with it. So like eventually, like if I do decide to turn full heel, I can still get the same reactions I'm getting now. I think it's 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 awesome though that like you said, like you had this emotional connection with fans that when you did turn heel, like everybody was like, bro, like what the hell? Yeah. Like a grown man crying. I, I think a part of me would be kind of like laughing being like, bro, like, why are you crying? Like, yes. don't do that. Like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> yes. I wanted to walk out there and like smack you on the side and be like, Hey dude, you're embarrassing both of us. Stop this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hear you. One, I have a sorry. There's this kid in Delaware, 
And if he's watching the show, you know who you are. But anyway, there's this kid in Delaware. And, like, man, he, like, him and I, we go back and forth. And he's got to be, like, 14, 15 years old. And we legit – I will be sitting in the the ring on the top rope just pointing at him because I see him every time. I'm like, you – you're a little what? Nobody likes you. It's like, it's no wonder why you're adopted. And then he's just like back there. He's just throwing it back too. He's like, you guys are going to lose. You guys are terrible. You're the worst person in the world, Red Dog. And I'm like, that's not what your mom said last night. And like, we just go back and forth. Yes. Man, the, uh, being here in the South, uh, in East Tennessee, uh, they give me a lot of material to work with. Like, I will say the crudest things I'm walking to the ring and uh, some chick will like rub my jacket and I'll like smack her hand away. I'm like, don't touch this jacket. It costs more than your whole trailer. Like, <laughs> and then there'll be some guy in the crowd. And I will say, like, I'm like, shouldn't you be at home beating your wife or something? And then I'll get in the ring and I'm like, okay, if everybody wants me to leave and you're mad, if you want me to leave, all you have to do is beat me in a spelling contest. I'll, like uh, just some of the crudest things ever. The, the the most mad, like you were talking about that kid there, was uh, a mom. I was just going off on the microphone and was individually pointing out every person and just hitting them with bombs. And then I saw a woman and she was driving me nuts because she was sitting there texting and having a hot dog and did not care. And I saw her kids earlier. So I was waiting. I was watching when her kids were walking back to her. And I was waiting and waiting. I kept going with the people until I saw them. And then I started yelling, whose kids are these? So you can't even keep up with your children. That's how horrible you people are. And she's like, I'm their mom. Those are my kids. So I jump out and I run over there and act like I'm about to yell. And I was like, well, you should have done a better job. You're just a horrible mother. And she... (laughs) And I said it so plain and lost the whole voice and was just like, looked her dead in her eyes. And I was like, you should have done a better job. Like, like I was seriously putting her down for her children. <laughs> like, and just, she just slammed the hot dog, flipped the chair over. And I was like, gotcha. <laughs> I was like making sure everybody, I saw the commentary team. I was like, I'm going to get them too. I'm going to hit them with something like, I was like, who else? The camera guy. Let me, let me jump on him. Like, that mom was so mad, though. Like, she flipped her chair over, like, how dare you insult my parenting skills? <laughs> I had a, there was a, we were in, we were in Maryland, and uh, there's this lady, and she's chilling in this chair, and my friends had just won, right? And we went over dirty, like, dirty, dirty. It was fine. It was so much fun. And uh, this lady, she just yells at us, right? She's like, you guys are cheaters. You guys fucking suck. The hell with you guys? <laughs> And I was like, shut up. Nobody cares what you have to say, Karen. Nobody gives a damn here. And she goes, she goes, you know what? Fuck you. And I was, and she's like, you guys know you cheated. I was like, just like your boyfriend right here cheated. He's on his phone right now talking to his other girl. And then she was like, what? And I was like, he's doing it right now. And she like looks at his phone. <laughs> he was like, I'm not doing anything. I was like, he's lying. He's a cheater too. He should be an artist. <laughs> All that heat that she was giving to me, right there on the boyfriend. I just walked That's, off. That is so great that she threw the heat on her boyfriend. <laughs> Can I use that? Can I use that yeah, one? Yeah, use I love it. I love it. 
it was so good. good. Like, it's funny, like, to be able to watch people. And I think the other part you're talking about is, like, the genuine reaction. Because she had, like, a face where she's like, what? And then she looked at his phone, and he, like, pulled it really. He's like, I'm not doing anything. Look. And then she's like, no. I was like, he changed the screen I saw firsthand. And then, like, yeah, it was just kept burying the boyfriend. And, like, we had another show. This is actually really recent. We're in D.C. um, And my friend, like, he went to chop me, and as he missed, he hit the post. And like I was working heel, and uh, I saw, so I saw this one girl, and I looked at her. And I was like, "Hey, yo, you ain't gonna cheer me. I'll cheer myself." And I grabbed his hand, and I like high fived it, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I high five his hand. It's loud, like it's a loud slap. And I look, and I see another girl react, and I <laughs> grab. I grabbed, my, I grabbed the dude by the face and I was like, hey, yo, watch her reaction. And then I did it again and she reacted again. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, like, he's like, I got to He's like, throw me in. So I throw him back in the ring because he's trying not to laugh because he saw what I saw. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've done stuff like that, man. Uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, like always having to uh, adapt and change. And I noticed uh, I, I was at one show, and uh, it, it's kind of like it's lo- It's not really local, but it's close to me, so I've seen a lot of the same fans I normally see at uh, just the regional stuff. And uh, it started happening, man. Like, I was the bad guy, and I was despised and hated. But then it started working and getting over. And then when I came out, I heard cheers, and I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I said, Okay. So I was looking around the crowd. I was like, what am I going to pull out tonight to be drastic? Because I didn't want that sympathy. I didn't want those cheers. I didn't want to be, I don't want to be the cool bad guy. I want to be the hated, despised bad guy. <laughs> like, I want, I want to be shot in the parking lot one day because they hated me so much. I'd be like, that's heat, buddy. Get that. <laughs> like, um, so I was looking and I seen one dude, man, and uh, he's fit. He looks good and everything, right? But I looked down as I was walking around, and I noticed he only has one leg. And he's got, like, the titanium uh, leg on. I was like, oh, man, okay. So I waited, and I kept giving him heat and stuff, and I'm walking on the outside. And, uh, of course, I post the guy because I'm cheating. And then he stands up, and I was waiting on him to stand up. And as soon as he stood up, and he's like, I hate you. I instantly turned around really fast, and I pushed him down. And as soon as he falls, I snatch his leg, <laughs> and you just heard the entire mood of the of the whole building change from oh, and I was like, okay, we're back, and okay, I grabbed that, and I was like, I'll beat him, and I had like a crony guy with me. I'm like, kick that guy, and the referee's like, oh my god, we're gonna have a lawsuit. I was like, I will hit you with this leg if you don't move, man. Like you're ruining my thing. I'm getting these people to despise me again. And that did it for him. When you push down a one-legged man and steal his leg, they go back to hating you. And, of course, I was like, oh, God, I know how far I went, and I didn't want to get in trouble. So, of course, you know, the guy I'm working with, I'm like, you've got to hit me with this leg. <laughs> so, of course, he hits me. And I was like, I wouldn't, like, normally blade. Uh, I normally don't bleed at all, and I don't want sympathy. But I always kind of keep something with me just in case I need it. Yeah. And I was like, right now I need it. So it's like, hit me in the head with the leg. And then I start bleeding. So now the guy's like, yeah, my leg cracked your head open and give him the leg back. And he's like, yeah, keep beating up hack. But 
having the people hate me again instantly in one moment, I was like, man, I had to go that far. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. I'm not proud of it, but. Uh, well, it's like it's like picture with me at the end of the night, so it's fine. <laughs> I was like, it's very much like Rocket Raccoon. Like you're trying to come up with a plan, like on how far you got to go, and you're just like, I'm gonna need his leg. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, he he came he came and filmed me later, and he was like mad, and I was like, Hey, dude, I was like, You get my face, I said, I'll get back in yours, and he's like, Oh, I I, I can respect that, man. You care if I get a picture? I was like. I don't do pictures, but I, I guess I can. It's only because I wanted to get the hell out of there before anybody's like, there's that guy that assaulted me. <laughs> there's a guy who stole his leg. <laughs> yes. Hey, so as I kind of mentioned, right, uh, with my character, like Deadpool is kind of like the model after like what my character runs around as. But everybody has like those three or four characters, five characters, up to some people. Uh, what are your characters that kind of like make hack hack? Ooh, I take uh, I take a little bit. Uh, biggest inspirations I ever had. Uh, one was uh, Vampiro. Uh, Vampiro is a big inspiration, and uh, I can't really say, uh, but he was working on a project, and uh, he included me on that, and getting to spend time with him was uh, awesome. And then uh, Raven, and Raven, not just the Raven character. It was just that I seen him when he was like wearing a mask and he's like the handsome stranger. And then he's Johnny Polo. And I'm like, how do you go from this rich guy weird thing to this grungy dude? Like, that's a big leap. Uh, so he was always one. And then, um, you know, growing up, like I had other characters, like you mentioned Deadpool. Uh, loved him, but I also loved Spawn. But it was mostly the characters that I loved was like, the out of control, like crazy people. If it was comics or cartoons, like it was like Skeletor because he had that weird <laughs> voice thing. <laughs> and it's like, why is he purple and blue? Why is why does he want that castle? Like and then it's like, why does he man live in the skull cap? Like it was always the really like crazy ones, but the methodical crazy ones, like you know that dude's crazy, but he's got some sick plan behind it. Like so hack Every time Hack does something, you know it's for a reason. You know, like, I'm setting up something else, and, like, it's almost impossible. And then uh, Tales from the Crypt, all these horror movies, like, the fans throw me in that van, and the van drove off. So then we cut to a promo, and I'm in an insane asylum. And I'm, like, in a straight jacket, Hannibal Lecter mask. And I was like, I knew you guys would do this. So I had a plan. And then I kept back the videos where it showed me like come up out of the ground. Mm. Like there's different versions of hack. There's crazy hack. There's demon hack. And it shows me uh, putting demon hack away. And I had a body double. And I had two sets of gear. So it shows me kicking my own ass. And it shows me burying it in a coffin. Then it showed me digging up that thing and uh, smoke's coming out of the coffin and I brought Demon Hack back. So even though they locked Crazy Hack away, Demon Hack is still free. So Because I was, I painted myself into a corner. I was like, oh God, they threw me out. They got rid of me. How do I come back to the show? Okay, there's another hack. <laughs> so that, and I'm not real big on like the uh, supernatural stuff. I like, I like creepy and scary. But not like supernatural. Yeah. 
I, with that, I had to figure out something. So, so they're going like, oh god, now we got another version of Hack running around. Like, it, it's always something different. Like, try to keep them guessing, and uh, man, it's hard. It is really hard, and it's hard to play heel. And then also with the movies and the TV show, uh, run all these conventions. It's hard to sit at a table and people like come up want to talk about stuff. And then you have one person that knows me from the TV show and I'm laughing, cutting up and they're like, got one of my figures and I'm like signing the figure. And then you see a wrestling fan come up and they're like, you're a piece of shit, man. And it's hard to balance that. So luckily there's not too many that cross over. Like some people are like, you're in wrestling, and the other ones are like, "Oh fuck, you're in horror movies." <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's a weird, it's a weird thing, man. So I had to, had to take some time from the ring. I did uh, to get all these conventions and and movie things out of the way, so like nobody's gonna stab me at like a premiere or something. <laughs> so I had to like give hack like a break for a little bit and. Uh, like man, I'm I'm loving. I'm still having fun. There's so much stuff I can do, and uh, maybe one day I go back to being the good guy. But not anytime soon. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, like one of the questions I love asking a lot of people too is like, what's and it kind of sounds like you've already kind of explained it, but I'm just kind of curious if you wanted to either elaborate more or just kind of reiterate. But what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in the business? Oh, God, uh, the hardest lesson I ever learned. Oh, my God, I've learned a lot of hard lessons. Uh, man, where do I start? Uh, uh, never take uh, never take the person you're out there with for granted. Uh, uh, don't let, like, like, don't, like, allow anybody to take liberties with you. Uh, that's how you get hurt. That's how you get put out. Uh, if they want to do something cool, that's fine. As long as they know how to do it. Uh, accidents happens, but on the indie scene, man, there's a, uh, it's getting harder out there on the indies. People think it's easier to get into the business. Uh, maybe so, but to stay in the business and make money, it is getting super hard, especially when you have guys that can like do this incredible, uh, stuff out there, man. Like, uh, when they can do the four fifties and can do all the dives and all that stuff and then keeping up with them and trying to like, you know, do that. But, uh, hard lesson to learn is, uh, never, yeah. Don't ever like take that your opponent for granted or, uh, let them take you for granted. Uh, never underestimate anything. Uh, be nice to the veterans or they warned you uh, out there in the ring. Uh, never think that you're just because you're over in one place, that you're popular in one area, that you're popular everywhere. Because uh, you will get your feelings hurt easy. You'd be like, oh, dude, everybody loves me. And you come out and everybody's like, who's this guy? He looks dumb. Uh, <laughs> don't ever, like, assume anything. Uh, a man, uh, never, uh, never be disrespectful to anybody. Uh, be nice to everyone man because uh it comes back it all comes back around man people talk uh the fastest way is to get like uh be a dick man than everybody every referee every commentator and then when it leads to the people uh you're done so like referees uh the runners in the back uh 
the the new guys sitting up the ring, uh, the guys trying to break in, man, be cool to them. Uh, ring announcers, uh, some of the fans, especially if it's one that's if it's a weekly show or a monthly show, and they're there every time spending their money, be cool with that person, man. They're they're, they're supporting you. Like other people's like, oh, I support your dreams. I'm like, you've never you've never paid uh, or bought a ticket to see me. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> and he's wearing my T-shirt that he paid for, and he follows me around. Uh, went from uh, Tennessee to Detroit one time, and there was 20 people that followed us to Detroit, bought out the whole section. Uh, and I was like, wow. Like, I can't, now, now we got groupies, man. They're following us. Like, oh, boy. Uh, can you guys help me? Can I ride back with you guys? The car broke on the way up here. Like, um, but man, uh, I kind of branched off there. Sorry. I do that. You got to, you got to wrangle me back sometimes. Man. No, That's actually, what's funny, though, is that, like, while you're, like, talking to stuff, like, you're bringing up great points. Like, you know, don't take people for granted. Right. No, don't no. obviously let people take liberties on you. That's definitely yes. tops. Um, and then, you know, like you said, like, just, just be grateful and just, you know, be respectful while you're in the back. Like, like you said, veterans, if you like veterans will keep it professional, but they'll let let you know real quick that you got out of line. (laughs) Yes. And and don't, they'll wrangle you back in. (laughs) And don't ever miss out on those opportunities. I see so many times, uh, you're in a locker room and there's a guy with like 10 years, there's a guy with 20 and then there's uh, people that you know you recognize from TV. And everybody wants to, like, get a picture and, like, have a beer and hang out. I'm like, man, just go sit underneath that tree. Because if you sit your chair beside them and you just sit there and listen, they will just start dropping knowledge on you left and right and just start feeding you. And uh, so many tricks, man. Uh, and everybody's like, oh, well, I know how to work. I'm like, well, some of it ain't work in the ring. Some of it is uh, how you make more money. Uh, some of it is how you talk to promoters. Some of it is how you handle a referee. Some of it is how you handle a fan at the Waffle House. Uh, you know, there's so much stuff you can learn from them. They've been there. Uh, and they'll drop that knowledge on you. It's not just in-ring knowledge, your storytelling, your psychology. Uh, it's so much more aspect to the business. And like, uh, like man, I'm trying to get here. But uh, I skipped all these steps. Well, he'll throw in there these steps you need to do. And then next thing you know, like, uh, you're making 10 bucks and then you listen to a couple of vets and you got better at it. Now you're making way more money <laughs> and it's like nothing changed, but you, you, you listen to them and it goes on from there and you build more of a crowd, sell more merchandise, man. There's never take that for granted. If there's a veteran sitting in that locker room and you're just breaking in, go sit with him, go sit beside him, talk to him, uh, watch out for the phony vets. Sometimes, 50-year-old dudes are in the locker room, been wrestling for a year, and they're like, yeah, I've been around, and they're putting their foot on the suitcase and taking pictures, coming up, making rounds. I'm like, dude, I know who you are. You just started last year. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> like, I, oh, I, I was with Tori Tanaka, and I'm like, what are you talking about? No, you wasn't. Like, I'm a wrestling historian, so when you get the old people throw out the names, I'm like, no, it was this person. They were born this day. They lived there. I met them once. Here's a picture of me and them together. Like, we have the internet now. You can't lie. Facts. It's funny, though, because, like, I tell everybody, like, when people ask me, I'm like, yo, listen, like, it's my third year in. But, and then a lot of people ask me questions like, well, how do you seem, and, and this is a question I've had legit asked, how do you seem to know so much about the business? I'm like, no, no, no. I've just lived a lot of life. 
because I was yes. in the military and then just post all that. And then I have a podcast where I get to ask a lot of veterans more in-depth questions and yeah. to, to pick their brains. It's like, so I had to find my own unique way of like carving my own lane to be able to like, I don't want to say catch up because that's not the right word to use, but to like, I don't know, get a better understanding of how things work. Yes. Oh man, absolutely. I, I, I learned the hard way on all of it. I'm not a bit. Uh, I am not a good wrestler either. I, I'm not a great worker. Uh, I am great on a microphone. I'm a great salesman. Uh, like I can sell you hack. Uh, I, I watch people with stickers on their car, uh, wear the t-shirts, buying the autograph picture. They're like, Oh, I love your show. Can't tell me one fucking episode. They've never seen it, but it don't matter. I don't care. They were about the stuff. Uh, <laughs> But but those are those are the best ones, man, and uh, it, it's that type of thing. Like, but but I'm lucky because uh, with total psychopathic wrestling, doing the stuff with uh, Matt Raby, uh, watching him. But there's so many other guys there that are staple guys in that area that they are so good, and they've made their rounds, they've made their tours, they did their thing, and now everybody's just kind of like settling down. But opened up this whole big show. And uh, watching Matt, like, training new guys is so, so good because they're like, oh, they want me to train with them. I'm like, I can't train with you. I can't teach you nothing. I'm like, I can't train you to do any of it. I only know how to do my stuff and do my stuff very well. <laughs> like, that's it. But watching guys who can train the other ones and then watching them and uh, just watching them get more and more. At first, they're like trying to do an arm ringer, and it's all awkward and weird. Then you watch them snatch and boom. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Now the, uh, you see the wheels start turning in their head. I'm like, yeah. Now it, it starts making sense to them. That's cool. And just uh, watching how stuff can grow, man. Like uh, you get a uh, ring and you want to do stuff the right way. And then just watching how it just grows into this monster in like no time. And then uh, traveling, man, I got to say that that's the best part is the traveling, uh, going to different places, meeting new people, hanging out with people. Then you cross paths with a guy you see like eight states over and it's like, oh, dude, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just having fun, man. Uh, and then then after wrestling is when all the fun happens and you're like, oh, man, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Like, Not to get into a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> yes, uh, that stuff, man. But uh, you know, building that that name, that thing, and uh, the money though, making that money, making that money, getting getting to the point where you can make it is hard. But uh, if you're an indie wrestler and you're there, and I don't see you like with merch, I'm like. Oh, that that dude, that dude must live close. He he must not want any money or something <laughs> like. I'm like, damn, how much are they giving that guy? Like, you even selling merch? Like, dude, I'm selling everything. Like, literally everything. Like, <laughs> I have my gallbladder removed, put it in a jar, and that was my gallbladder. Man, I sewed it the next day. <laughs> I was like, yep. I was like, not only uh, can you have something of hacks, but now you can have. A part of that. Have <laughs> a piece of me, a literal piece of me. Own this piece. <laughs> I was like, we'll start the bidding right now. Like, who wants this? I don't Sorry, five hundred dollars. Yeah, we'll go right yeah. there. <laughs> well, you say five hundred bucks, man. Uh, like uh, in Wisconsin, dude hit me up and he's like, oh, I'm a big fan. I'm like, okay, cool, man. Uh, awesome. Uh, I was like, thank you. 
And then because um, with fans, you, you can get personal, but you can't get too personal. Right. Because once a fan becomes your friend, they're no longer a fan. They stop buying. They stop caring. Um, but he's like, I want a pair of your underwear. And I'm like, dude, no. I'm like, that's disgusting. That's gross. What's wrong with you? I was like, don't ever talk to me again. He's like, I'll give you $500. I was like, what's your address? Here's my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, was like I, I got socks too, man. Like, what else do you want? <laughs> I joke about it a lot, but it's like, in, in this business, right? Like, you live by a set of, like, a moral code, right? Like, you have your code. And then you're like, hey, this is my moral code. And then someone's like, hey. Uh, I'll give you X amount. And you're like, and these are my new moral codes. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. You're like, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, no. You're like, no, this is, yeah, exactly. You got those and you're like, well, this is the new list. This is the revamp one. This is what I meant to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. See, you already got it, man. You said three years in, but you already know. (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, like, uh, as much as I want to keep this conversation going, we do got to get into the best segment of the three count podcast. And it is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. This is how it works. Mr. Hack, I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever your, whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay, cool. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And Mm. here we go. Smackdown or raw. Raw. Favorite movie. Ooh, Nightbreed. Nice. Freddie or Jason? Jason. Uh, favorite actor? Ooh, shit. Um, damn, um, Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman. That's a great fit. <laughs> <laughs> Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite cartoon? Oh, damn. That's hard. Uh, Toxic Crusaders. Let's go. Marvel or DC? Ooh, shit. Uh, you want me to tell you which one of my kids I love the most too? Man. Uh, oh man, uh, mm, that's hard. Uh, DC. Okay, favorite podcast. Uh, three count. Right, it's not like we have this marketed <laughs> everywhere. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Ooh, has Matt Raby been on? Matt Raby has been on. Actually, okay. we had him on. He was on our. Uh, I think he was our horror character last year. For a yes. Halloween episode, so yeah, I yes. definitely have had him. I will tell you another one right now, uh, Brad, Brad Cash. Okay, cool. I like it. We'll Brad definitely Cash. go. We're definitely coming for you, Brad. Uh, yes. And uh, last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on the show, favorite curse word? Fuck. That, I mean, it's really, is there any no, other word you use? It. <laughs> I use it constantly. <laughs> it is... When it's funny because I tell people like when it comes to the podcast, like depending on how like they speak, I'll speak kind of like try to match them. But <laughs> yes. once you drop the f bomb, it goes all out the fucking window. Like, yes, like <laughs> like there, I love that word. <laughs> but there is a promo like it, it changes, man. Like if it's uh, if it's a family show, then I then I don't cuss. Uh, I find other creative ways to do stuff. But if it's an adult show, I'm like they're yelling fuck in my face it don't matter if i say it back no. especially when there's a five-year-old flipping you the bird and he's like you're a bitch i'm like all right you know he's heard it <laughs> like it's fine uh oh man i forgot what i was saying but no uh i did a promo once 
And yeah. uh, they told me, they said, Hack, you know you said fuck 20 times in that promo. I was like, 20 times? And they were like, yeah. I was like, oh, dude, this changes stuff. I can top that easily. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I cut, I went on and I dropped it like 63 times in like one promo. Just because they were like, hey, you got to, that was 20 is just too many. I was like, oh, 20 is too many. What's it matter if I say one or 100? So I tried to get to 100, but I ran out of material. I went on for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, listen, those are all my questions I have for you. So last thing I need is for you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Yes, uh, you can check out Hacks Horror Show, show movies, music videos, and all kinds of cool stuff going on. Uh, I'm Mr. Rogers for Grown Ups. Check out Hacks Horror Show on Vimeo, uh, on Roku, uh, on the Monster Channel, uh, so many other channels, Tingler Television. Uh, I'm banned on YouTube, but guess what? People bootleg all my stuff, so you can catch it all on YouTube from other people. Just put in Hacks Horror Show. Sure, it's all on there. Uh, check out Total Psychopathic Wrestling. Uh, when you can do that, uh, the Roku channel for Total Psychopathic Wrestling has been down. It's about to come up. And we are working with three different distributors for the entire Total Psychopathic Wrestling DVD line. So get ready. Uh, next Christmas, you can fill your stockings with all these crazy deathmatch wrestling videos you want. And so much more. Uh, follow all that stuff on Facey Space, Instafuck, and everything else uh, on Twitter. Uh, stay off my Reddit. And uh, always listen to the three count. And uh, Hack is a terrible wrestler, but I always love all of you kids forever. <laughs> that, well, there you have it. He gave you where you can find everything with Total Psychopath Wrestling as well as himself. So you guys know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match. We got to take it home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up to the mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering and who's entering me today. You see him right there, the man, the myth, the legend, the leader of the horror show, Hack himself. And you know what that means. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You're legitimately just following us on all of our social media platforms. You're buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count podcast. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're giving us five-star frog splash reviews on Apple iTunes. You're doing all this great stuff. You're telling your friends about us because that's more important. You're telling your friends about how cool of a show this is. Or you're really just waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at 
ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.